Congress is considering a new update to the Federal Information Security Management Act. The authors of the update want to move agencies out of the compliance business and into the security business full-time. Archis Gore is the chief technology officer at Polyverse. Polyverse and Amazon Web Services sponsoring today's Daily Scoop podcast. Archis, welcome. Thanks for coming on the program today. What do you see as far as that that convergence of the idea of uh, compliance versus the idea of actual security? It's been challenging for CIOs, CISOs, and others in government for a long time. Welcome. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I so so I you know I I understand the frustration. I. I, I think that we are, you know, I think we are converging. So a great example, uh, I'd like to start with an example of uh, NIST has the zero trust architecture, right? And if you look at that, um, the ZTA is is a is really a very, very good um, combination of a list of check, uh, you know, a, a checklist, not a list of checklists. Um, and, you know, as well as many aspirational aspects to look out for, right? And so if you look at GDPR, GDPR is both compliance as well as it gives you a lot of guidelines and rules, uh, and it leaves the, the implementation of those rules to you. And, and so there's a number of, um, you know, a number of new regulatory frameworks that are coming out are, are really focusing on impact as opposed to actions. And I think where the, where the frustration with compliance versus real security always came from is when compliance dictates actions, we have a problem, right? Because someone could have a better action, someone could have a better mousetrap. And so uh, more and more compliance uh, frameworks are saying no more than five mice per warehouse, as opposed to saying you must install five mousetraps. How does that impact the way that an organization actually does the day-to-day operations that it needs to do? What that does is it... um, it it gives up so so there's three impacts that it has right so if if you really wanted to if you were spinning up a new service right and you just need a list of actions um it takes away the burden of actions because there are prescriptive actions and so you can just say i'm going to have identity i'm going to have antivirus i'm going to have you know firewalls and it gets you compliant very very fast um, on the other hand, for more mature organizations, it leaves the door open to say, you know, because of the way that we've done an architecture, uh, we don't need a firewall because we have zero trust or because we have, you know, end-to-end encryption or whatever you've done. And so, you know, it it allows the freedom of, of sort of both worlds. It gives you a good baseline, but it allows you to do more than the baseline and 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 recognize that. It sounds like we're kind of entering a new period of convergence, too, because for a long time, the discussion revolved around basically digging a moat around your agency and Mm -hmm. making sure the bad guys didn't get past the moat. I think for a long time, agencies gave up on that idea and said, well, we're going to protect the data itself. And it sounds like what you're suggesting is that both of those ideas maybe now are converging and that's the next wave. Am I hearing you right, Arches? Yes, yes, you absolutely are. It's, um, I mean, the the irony of this whole situation, though, is the entire internet was invented um, because we, you know, I mean, militaries for, I mean, thousands of years, it's been known that you you never try to build a moat, right? I mean, even around castles, you you do have the moat, and it's it's beautiful, but. Um, but you need to have layered defenses. You need to assume that moats will be breached. And the, I mean, we invented the whole internet because we 
we knew that we couldn't protect those phone lines, right? We we had to do packet switching. We had to have redundant networks, and and you know, and I think that idea is sort of coming back around after almost forty years um, in cybersecurity, where we're we're making those assumptions again. So the word that I keep hearing about that concept is resilience. What are agencies learning from private sector companies about resilience, and is there something that different about the way a government organization should think about resilience versus the way a private sector company does it? Um, actually. What I would say is it's a, it's a feedback loop, right? Uh, one one of my favorite examples in resiliency, and, and resiliency isn't always about cybersecurity, right? It, cybersecurity is an outcome of architectural choices. Now, AWS is a great example of their cell, cellular architecture, right? All of AWS um, is built on small independent cells that don't need to interact, um, you know, that can interact to provide you a, a larger whole. But when push comes to shove, they don't need to interact to function. And that kind of a concept has, again, it's not a new concept, but to see a large, you know, the largest cloud provider in the world sort of mainstream that concept uh, feeds back into agencies to say, you know, do you have one large data center with one large generator that you're then protecting with, with you know, the, the best NAM, you know, regiment that you can find? Or are you having 50 small generators distributed across the country? And, and I think, you know, and then I think that a lot of that legitimizes those concepts for small companies. And, and one thing I, I, I wanted to say here is, is a lot of times legitimacy is the word because, you know, when, when you're in an industry full of dogma and, and words and rules and regulations, um, these ideas exist. Um, you know, it's not that they're new, but having, AWS having the government feedback of, of each other and then legitimize those ideas helps a lot of smaller companies or a lot of advocates in in other companies use those as a way to bring those concepts um, in there. You, speaking of words and rules and recommendations, uh, you mentioned the zero trust architecture guidance. What's your sense of the level of constructiveness, of helpfulness of guidance like that, guidance like what comes out of NIST, uh, guidance that comes out of CISA, uh, executive order on cybersecurity, all of that? There are a lot of constructs there that agencies have to think through. That may be good if, I, if the content of the constructs is good. What do you see in all of that stuff that's out there right now, Arches? Um so, so I see, you know, one of the great things is I see good intentions on all sides. Uh, and, you know, that that's always a great place to start. Um, I think that, you know, any, any guidance when taken as dogma is very dangerous, doesn't matter what that guidance is. But, um, you know, the, the executive order uh, around uh, supply chain integrity or, you know, the NIST framework, Zero Trust, uh, CISA. The, the thing with guidance is it it's a great way to open a conversation. It's a great way to think. So imagine if I, I wanted to start a new bank today evening, right? And, I, and I'm, I'm just me and I, you know, me and five people start a bank and we want to do the best cybersecurity and we have no place to start. And we can start from first principles by reading academic papers, or we can look, you know, we can hear, um, you know, sort of anecdotes from our friends who work in cybersecurity. And for a person like that, having these guidances, having these structures is a very good starting point. It's not the end, but it's a very good beginning to give you a, a great way to begin a conversation, have a framework in place and think about the issues you need to look at.
All right. A final thought. Thanks for coming on the program today. What's the takeaway for an organization in government that's trying to combine all of those things? And like we kind of started in this spot, they're also trying mm-hmm. to make sure their networks are secure every day and, and that they are ready to rebound when somebody gets in, that they are resilient. What's what's the dot connector there in your view? Um so three things, right? Uh, one is assume that you will be breached. And so run through, um, you know, run through protocols after breach, which very few people do. This is uh, this is similar to planning disaster recovery for availability, right? The second is, um, you know, think about what the guidance is meant to be. Think about the intent of the law as opposed to the words of the law, right? Um, and then the third one is, Go go based on impact, right? Do where don't avoid uncomfortable work because it is uncomfortable. Do the work that gets the most benefit. And sometimes that might be the simplest work, sometimes that might be uncomfortable, but don't be blinded. If it's hard, it's hard for everyone. You're not alone. And and we're all here to help. Arches, thanks very much for joining me. It's great to have you on the program today. Thank you.